Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Tired of the rut you're stuck in but don't know what to do? Change it up! Life Transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw, will be leading the charge each week, exploring topics that inspire men and women to welcome change and create a new kind of conversation. Join a movement that encourages truth, respect, innovation, and cooperation at home, in the workplace, and around the world. Ready to change it up? Here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. I am so happy to have you here with me today and the amazing guests we're going to have on this show, which is being called Being Contagious and Courageous. The first guest that you're going to meet actually is both of those things. She is a country western singer and the nationally syndicated host of American Dream. Later on, we'll be joined by Kelly Klein, who is contagious in his service, in his profession, and his community. He is with One Trust Mortgage Loans. And finally, we'll be joined by John Nastev, author of a book called In Thy Mother's Honor. He's a Marine veteran from Vietnam and has quite a story to tell. So I've got an amazing lineup of contagious, courageous people today, and I can't wait for you to meet them. So I also want to remind you that we're being brought to you today by Tom Palladino's Scalar Energy Healing, and he is offering a free 15-day trial of this amazing cutting-edge healing therapy To get that 15-day free trial, just go to www.freescalar, spelled S-C-A-L-A-R, dot net. That's freescalar.net. So, for any of you that are new, I want to welcome you to Change It Up Radio. I'm Paula Shaw. I'm an author, a speaker, and a life transitions therapist. And because I have spent so much of my career working with people who are going through change, I wanted to create a show that would help to bring information to help people make change smoother and more productive. I also wanted to spotlight change makers out there who are doing incredible things to change the world. So I want you to remember, you can listen to past episodes because I've had some amazing people on this show. And my first guest today is actually both of those things. She has a lot to share with us to help us deal with unwelcome change in our own lives. She's also a change maker, and she's out there in the world doing incredible things. So in just a few moments, I'm going to introduce you to Amy Scruggs. But I also want you to remember, if you want to hear past episodes of this show, or if you want to get information about being a guest or a sponsor of this show, please go to changeitupradio.com. That's changeitupradio.com. And if you want to learn more about this work that I do as a life transitions therapist, because what's, what's different about the way I approach my work is I don't just do talk therapy. Years ago, I became introduced 
to the marvels of energy psychology techniques, where we're actually working with the energy system and not just doing talk and working with the conscious mind. Because if we don't work with the subconscious mind, which is 95% of our mind functioning, we're missing a huge piece. So in my practice, in helping people to deal with the changes that come in life, many of which are unwelcome, we use those tools because they move people more rapidly and they can help them shift without going through a lot of the pain of reliving and talking about every moment of something traumatic that may have happened to them. So if any of you would like to get more information about doing that kind of work, which includes methods like EFT, which you may have heard of, we work with the energy centers, also known as the chakras, a lot of work with the subconscious mind, and a lot of neuroscience processes. Because if we don't bypass this conscious mind, which is only 5% of our mind functioning, we're, we can't get where we want to go nearly as quickly or as easily. So I mentioned to you that I'm normally in my work dealing with people who are, they're probably feeling like the victims of unwelcome, unwanted change. And a lot of times it takes us some sessions to help them become more comfortable with the new normal or become more comfortable with what has happened in their lives. But every once in a while, along comes someone who just seems to be a natural at making lemonade out of lemons. Someone who, even though life is dealing some pretty hard blows, seems to find the wherewithal, the courage, and the motivation to pick herself up or himself and make the most out of their life. That is the reason that I invited Amy Scruggs to be my guest today because she's one of the most incredible human beings I've met in a long time. So let me tell you a little bit about her before I bring her on. She is a national recording artist, TV show host, and a public speaker. And she's amazing at all of those things. Amy has opened for many country music greats and has been featured in numerous country music magazines, including radio and press, while she was on tour. From 2009 to 2012, she was honored to be the spokesperson for the American Veterans of California, AMVETS. Amy has her high-energy show with her country band, Ghost Riders, led by none other than her son, Ryan Scruggs. She's also an accomplished jazz pop vocalist and pianist, and I have heard her sing and play at the same time, and she's amazing. Amazing. Currently, she is the co-host for The American Dream, a national TV show with Craig Sewing, seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox. For years, she's been known as an activist for nonprofits and now for the ambassador and spokesperson advocate for future legends. Mentoring, and it's a mentoring and scholarship program. She's partnered with the Rancho Santa Fe Rotary Club. She's also the founder and president of a 501c3 foundation called Voices for Heroes, 
is there anything that this woman isn't doing? <laughs> Amy Scruggs, welcome to the show. I'm exhausted now. I think that's it. We're good. Oh, I'm like, no, do I really do that all every day? Okay, that's why I'm tired. But Amen. You are such an amazing, I already in here, I already feel like I'm ready to cry. And I already feel like I'm oh. ready to just open up and go, no, let's get right to the root. Because I hear all of that and that's almost like, I don't want people to know all that. I want them to hear who I am. So yes. I'm excited we have this time together to do that because if I can empower somebody else mm-hmm. to find those pieces within themselves to create the world and the life that they want to have, yes. then that's what I'm here to do. So let's start with that question, Amy. Who are you? Oh, well, mm-hmm. first and foremost, I have four amazing kids. So uh, I, who am I? I started off as a single mom at 18 years old and had my son by myself. And that was a a miracle on its own and um, have the other three kids. And so first and foremost, my identity is definitely wrapped in being their mom and the different struggles that we've been through, the different things I've put them through, the things I've learned from that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these accomplishments were built out of, we got to make it happen. Got to make it happen. That's it. That's it. You got to make it happen. The mother of so, what are my passions, and what do I love doing, and who am I? And figuring out early on who I really am mm-hmm. and what those talents were in there allowed me to thrive because I had a tendency to be put into a box. I was, you know, always steered to maybe just being a secretary or being put in the corporate world, oh, and yes. I would choke and die. I can't do it. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> I was always told as a kid I talk too much. Well, now I talk for a living and I sing for a living, and my mouth is is my biggest vessel. So I think so. That you had the final revenge on that I one, didn't final you? final revenge on that one. So yes, I am a founder. What I am is I'm a huge believer in people. I'm passionate about serving, giving back, and that is equaled into a career that has been rewarding in that. It just happens to have these titles and these great things with it. But I feel mm. that the the big shows, when I get to open for Trace Adkins or Clint Black, or when I got to do that, they were the reward for the serving behind the scenes that I was able to mm. do. And it's now all come together that because I've been given a voice, I can serve even greater and encourage more people mm-hmm. to serve. So I feel like it raised to a level only because I'm allowing it to be used for the right reasons. Oh, that's so beautiful. So you do, I know that you and I believe and your son Ryan didn't you used to sing for the veterans? We did. We still do a oh. lot. <laughs> um, we did. We spent years touring with the veteran and military community. And we were at deployments. We were at coming homes. We were at reintegrations oh. uh, with, the, with the U.S. Army. We were on the military bases. We were at command change ceremonies. We were at incredible events that there was no press, no cameras, mm. no one there. It wasn't about an out of girl. It was about serving. Mm-hmm. And, my, and I had all four kids with me in everything that we did. I'd have a commander watching my three-year-old, you know, like, okay, you stand there and mommy will be done in a minute. And so (laughs) it was, it was just not taking no for an answer. There's, Mm -hmm. there's a way, Mm -hmm. there's a way to make things work. And I've been told no, but the yeses really work out well and you make them work and that empowers you to go ask for more. Mm -hmm. And I kept asking to serve more. It was basically, Mm. and then having my son partner with me, he started playing for me at 16. And by 20, he was writing music that were empowering um, female veterans and remembrance of 9-11. And so it was really neat and beautiful to see what his purpose was and how it melded together with what we were doing. And how old is he now? Oh, tells my age. That's a hard question. I I can't (laughs) lie about my age if I say how old he is. He's 27. 
27, he's 27 so now. He's I'm very been proud of him. Singing with the band. I mean, working with the band he, all those years. All these years. He he wow. started, he put a guitar in his hand at 13 and said he'd never play for me. And the joke's on him. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, so let, you know what, before we go to the next segment, Amy, give your contact info in case anyone wants to reach you and they won't be able to stay for the whole show. No problem. AmyScruggs.com. It'll go to AmyScruggsEntertainment.com. They all go to the same place, AmyScruggs.net. Amy Scruggs SD is the Facebook handle for that. If you mm-hmm. Google Amy Scruggs, I should come up and you, it's pretty easy to find me. Beautiful. <laughs> and we are going to be back in just a moment with more Amy Scruggs. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number Z- Hi, I'm Kelly Klein of One Trust Home Loans, Loan Coach Kelly. A while back, my business was in a slump, and it triggered a lot of self-doubt and fear, and it even had me questioning if I'd made the right career choice. So I booked a session with Paula Shaw, and after hearing my predicament, she explained that when we get into negative, self-sabotaging thinking, and we are being run over by our limiting beliefs, it's almost impossible to create positive outcomes. She helped me clear those destructive thoughts and beliefs using her cutting-edge energy psychology techniques. Not only did I feel a whole lot better after the session, but within two weeks, I had seven loans in my pipeline. I was so glad that I went to see Paula Shaw. And you should too. It really changed my perspective on life, business, and now my business is going great. You can reach her at 626-864-0756. That's 626-864-0756. 626-864-0756. Or check her out at paulashaw.com. That's paulashaw.com. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome back to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. I am in studio today with a woman who's both contagious and courageous, Amy Scruggs, who is known for her national, nationally syndicated TV show, The American Dream, and also as an amazing singer and performer who gives to the military, but also performing in, in a professional capacity. So, Amy, I know that you are no stranger to difficult times, as mm-hmm. well as all these great things that are happening for you now. So tell us a little bit about that, because we're about change and trying to help people right. deal better with unwelcome And it change. hits you when you don't want it to. Mm-hmm. And I think being set in the ways is probably scarier than change. I think I've learned that. 
being stuck in something would be far scarier for me than change, mm-hmm. no matter how painful it is. And I've, hey, you know, again, having a son at 18 by myself, that was change, fork mm-hmm. in the road. Uh, Huge. Another major fork in the road was um, in 2000. Seven, when the industry changed, I did have that corporate job in, in lending, and, and clearly we know what happened there. Mm. I, had, I had just had a surgery and a full hysterectomy and had some severe complications when the industry changed. So mm. I came back to no job, no income, and um, had mouths to feed and said, well, I've always been performing. I have a talent. Let's go out and do it. And that's when I went out and really asked for the business and was six months later open for Clint Black. So fast, fast forward now, you, you deal with the change and say, where's my skills? Where's my talents? And how do you make the most of it? And the yes. kids and I went on tour those years. Then I said, let's serve. We figured out how to serve and how to get involved with the military and veterans in a real and genuine way. That opened up great new change. So there were great new changes that were evolving by asking for the right things and by creating a new world at a time that the downturn in the economy was tragic. And I could have mm-hmm. sat home and wallowed, but we went out and made a difference. We mm-hmm. still struggled. Mm-hmm. We There were times we couldn't eat. There were times we weren't okay. And then there were a lot of great moments of serving that we were, and I knew it would all work out. Uh, 2011, I had been on my endorsement with AMVETS for three years, and uh, they had a change in board of directors and wonderful people, No, no, nothing you know, bad, but they made a decision to not renew my contract, and it was sudden. Mm-hmm. And that was um, what provided for the kids and I. Uh. And um, in that time period, we also were in the process of losing our home. So at the same Mm. week that I lost my income, I lost my home, which is the foundation and security that I had with the kids those years. And so I had some tough decisions to make. Also in that same time period, within two months, our bass player, dear friend, had been the mentor to my sons. He was also uh, disabled. So we had a disabled bass player that that toured with us. Mm -hmm. He uh, suddenly died of a heart attack, and he was 40. So we had tremendous loss hit in three waves instantly. Mm -hmm. And I had to make a choice again, change. What do you do? And that's when I moved to San Diego with my daughter. My boys stayed behind to stay in school and where they were. And it was a tremendous difficult decision. It was wrenching pain like I can't even begin to describe. Mm-hmm. Sure, upheaving your whole life. But I look where I'm sitting seven years later mm-hmm. and host of the TV show here and, mm-hmm. and doing the things that I'm doing that I see if I hadn't gone through that pain, these blessings wouldn't have been up ahead. Exactly. And it was wrenching to go through. But if you keep your integrity and if you keep your vision of this, this can work. I always say that circumstance does not dictate your future. Just because mm. there was that circumstance right. right there doesn't mean that my future is forever altered. Right. I can still say whatever that looks like. I can still be the best me that's possible in plenty and in want. Mm-hmm. I can be the best me possible to somebody in need, whether I still am in need. I don't have to get self-focused. I can still serve while struggling. Mm. And and the the whole thing of struggle and change and all of that is not over for you now, is it? It is not. Um, as I stabilized here these last few years and, and finally seeing, okay, well, these new great things are happening, um, I also have been diagnosed with a, a rare disease. And so now for the last year and a half and for the rest of my life, I cannot eat food. My digestive system does not work anymore. And how do you stay alive? I get an IV infusion treatment uh, about every week, every other week. And I have certain food powders I can mix with water to have mm-hmm. that's pre-digested, and that's it. And I had to make a decision again. Do I wallow up and die? Do I feel sorry for myself? Mm-hmm. I'm in pain a lot, but I can be a pain in home suffering, or I can be pain out serving. And I would much rather be excited mm-hmm. about my day and enjoy what I'm doing and 
focus on doing yes. great things and being a voice and empowering others that you can do it. And I'm not saying that if somebody's in pain or struggling with their own disease or anything that you just pretend it's not there. There's a fine balance between pretending and pressing through mm-hmm. and saying, okay, what's the best I can do today? What's the best I can give today? And what sustains you, Amy? What do you draw upon when you are in pain, when maybe you don't feel like going into the studio or doing what you have to do? Number one, my kids, of course. Mm. They need me. Mm-hmm. There, there's no there's no way I can crumble up and sit in the corner and put that on them. Mm-hmm. They're going to see, I got this. It's okay. Well, nope, I, I'm, I'm hurting today mm-hmm. or nope, I can't eat that, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll, there's other things. It could be worse. It's all right. Showing them that endurance is super important to me. Mm-hmm. But number two, the reward at the end of each day. Like, wow, did we just do that today? Like today, (laughs) I'm going to lay down tonight and go, I just did that amazing show today. Mm -hmm. And we empowered people. How great is that? Mm -hmm. Rather than I'm hungry and I wish I could have eaten a taco. Yeah, Yeah, I would love to eat a taco for lunch. Mm -hmm. But I would much rather go to sleep tonight and lay there and realize that we empowered other people today. That's what drives me completely. Wow. And that is so amazing because I think, you know, especially in my work with people who are dealing with unwelcome change, so often they can't find something to grab onto to make them want to leave the house or make them want to get out of that depression Mm -hmm. or work out or any of the things they need to do to make their life better. And so I'm always looking for that what is that piece that inspires you? What you have to piece? have that tangible. I, I, and I try to tell people this as well. Have one little success. And it may be a small success. Mm-hmm. It might be, oh my gosh, I loved how those flowers smelled outside when mm-hmm. I went out there and I left the house. It mm-hmm. might be something great that, wow, I made a new friend mm-hmm. or I accomplished something new that I challenged myself to do mm-hmm. that I didn't think I could do. Um, so once you taste a success, you have that to hang on to. I was once you've had a miracle in your life, you're yeah. you're without excuse to remember that they can happen. Yeah. Once you've tasted a, a piece of success, then you don't have the excuse to say, "Well, that'll never happen for me. Mm-hmm. I can never have a good day again." That's that's complete disabling mindset. Yes. And when you can get out of that and say, "But I tasted success today, even if it was something small." Mm-hmm. That's like, "Well, then I can taste success tomorrow and it might be greater tomorrow." And at the end of a week, you look back and go, "Wow, were there, were there five, six successes? Add them up. That's a great week." And now you're not thinking about what's disabled you. You're thinking about what's empowered you. And it only takes a couple of weeks of that and your mind has changed. Wow, that is huge. And you know what picture is coming to my mind as you're talking, Amy? I was at Trader Joe's a couple of weeks ago, and there on a piece of beautiful wood is this little teeny fern growing, and it's called an air fern. Wow. And I finally looked at the directions yesterday. I thought it lived on air. So poor thing. I haven't fed it anything. (laughs) But all you do is twice a week, you dunk it in water for five seconds. And then it's this beautiful thing that's growing, that's giving joy every single day. That's what I Sometimes see it when just I needs look five at seconds. you. <laughs> That's it. You don't need a lot to sustain you. It's like you, you are thriving on this energy mm-hmm. that you put out to the world, which is service and joy and gratitude. I see this huge gratitude piece with you. I can't be scared and grateful at the same time. Oh, I can't. God, that's so true. And and I that's that's what I have figured out. Mm-hmm. If I stop and focus on my fear, then I'm losing my gratefulness. 
when I stop and go, no, I get to do this today. Wait, no, I get, I get to do this today. It's okay. Maybe that's all I'm doing, but I get to do it today. Uh-huh. And it, and, and learning how to live without food and imagine what that's like. How many, I mean, how many meals a day do we eat? How often are we hungry? <laughs> Every social gathering oh, is around food. Every business totally. meeting is around food. Everything revolves around food and it's in front of me 24 seven. There's a refrigerator mm-hmm. in the house. There's a pantry. There's reminders. The rest of the family still needs to eat. I still need to cook. Mm-hmm. It's a remind. So there, this just, it's like a dripping faucet. So I had to find a bigger faucet with a bigger drip that I don't hear that one anymore. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. And that's huge right there. It's like find the thing that's bigger and more important to you than feeling sorry for yourself or focusing on what you can't have or can't do. Right. It, it's, that, that would be life-altering if I focused on it. Oh, I, I, yes. That is a fork in the road that I had a choice to make. Mm-hmm. Do I sit here and let this kill me? Mm-hmm. Or do I sit here and, okay, I pull energy from everything else. I'm pulling energy from you right now. Mm-hmm. I pull energy from the people I meet every day. Mm-hmm. That's my meal. Mm-hmm. I feel fantastic. <laughs> and you look I ate fabulous. all day. I ate all day. I feel fantastic. <laughs> and as long as I have the right nutrients and the, yeah, I have to balance out how I'm sustaining, clearly I'm still a physical being that mm-hmm. can't collapse. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to be conscious of that. And, sure. and there's those moments. But is once I balance that out, I'm like, okay, well, if I feel great today and I have the nutrients I need, mm-hmm. whatever entity that took to do that, yeah. then let's go do it. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I love it when you say that because I know that is absolutely from the core of your soul. Totally. That this is the only thing that makes sense I can't to make this up and I can't fake it. to do your life this way. And Amy, you have so blessed my show and this place today being with us and sharing with our listeners this inspiring story that is your truth. And I'm so delighted that I know you. I'm so delighted you're in my life. And I'm so delighted that you're out there for others to be able to share. So again, would you give your contact info and again mention the name of your show, yeah, yes, uh, Amy Scruggs Entertainment. If you Google Amy Scruggs, uh, amyscruggsentertainment.com, the TV show that I get to host, I'm so privileged, is the American Dream TV. You can Google the American Dream TV. Um, my nonprofit is voiceforheroes.org. Please check it out. And it's linked on amyscruggs.com, so it's pretty easy to find. I want to tell people's story and be a voice for them and empower others and 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 help people with their causes. And um, I my slogan is be contagious, not competitive. Go out and be contagious and watch what might happen. Mm. And this lady is contagious and courageous. Thank you, Amy, so Thank you much for, having for being me. with us today. And we'll be back in just a few moments with Kelly Klein. We'll be back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Change change well, hon, I'm going in. Going in? Uh, upstairs to the office to figure out our insurance. No need. Uh, can't put it off. I'll see you in about six hours. Bill, there's no need. Huh? Well, I took care of it in about ten minutes. Whoa, hon, this is complicated stuff. Yep, so yesterday I called Clune. Clune? Clune Insurance. They're brokers who handle all types of insurance for a bunch of companies. I told them our needs, they're working up a plan, and they'll be dropping by to explain everything. Yeah, but, you know, the extra cost of using a broker? No extra cost, and we get personal service. Not some out-of-the-country call center when we have a question or claim. They handle all insurance? 
Look, here's the info. Health, Medicare, dental and vision, disability, accident, critical illness, cancer insurance, and long-term care. They handle it all. No extra charges. Clune. Clune Insurance. <laughs> the guys are right. I'm married up. Clune Insurance. 760-805-0646. 760-805-0646. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. California license number 0B42369. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. And welcome back to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. And as promised in this segment, we've been talking about being contagious and courageous. And with me here in this segment is Kelly Klein of One Trust Home Loans. Let me tell you just a little bit about Kelly before we start talking with him. He has been, is it 18 years, Kelly? 18 going on 19. Whoa, 18 going on 19 years as a uh, mortgage professional. He is the regional manager of One Trust Home Loans. And the thing that's cool about Kelly is he believes that the title of mortgage professional is not one of a job or a career. It's a lifestyle that one must choose to, to lead to be successful in this field. In his years of in, uh, in that industry, forging a successful career, he consistently tries to seize every opportunity to exceed the expectations of his clients and colleagues with integrity, professionalism, and leadership. And since I know this man per- personally, I can tell you he does exactly that. Thank you, Paul. So welcome, Kelly. I Thanks am for so having delighted me. to have you with nice me today. Nice to spend today. some time with you. Thank you. So... All right, let's talk about it. So what is the real estate story today? What's happening? Boy, it's, uh, it's been an interesting year. Um, for those of you who are uh, involved in real estate and mortgage and you have a little bit of an idea, home prices have gone up significantly here, especially in San Diego County. Mm-hmm. And um, with the increase in prices, um, the shortage of inventory that's out there, the increase in interest rates, it's really put a little bit of a scare in people, I think. And so really? um, we kind of felt a little bit of a sleepy summer here so far between June and July. And oh. the amount of activity that was going on just wasn't really normal. It wasn't typical for the traditional summer months. That's when you know most families are trying to oh, make moves true. and get settled in with their new homes or mm-hmm. maybe upgrade their house, buy up a new to a new home or you know, people are relocating in before the school year starts and that kind of thing. 
but this summer just didn't really happen that way. Really? And, um, so it was kind of slow. Yeah, it was a little slower this summer than than history kind of um, proves to be in the summer times. Uh-huh. And so, you know, a couple of things that I think about as a mortgage professional being in this business for 18 years is, I think that there's a, a lot of fear with um, with what's going on in real estate. Interest rates are higher. Um, you know, they're up almost a full percent compared to this time last year. Yeah, that's House prices are up seven to ten percent on the year, and so I think what's happening is a lot of people have really, really good mortgages, and they're starting to be afraid of. Does it really make sense to buy up oh. into the next price range of homes, and you know, subsequently take on a higher mortgage payment, a mm-hmm. higher interest rate, a higher property tax rate, mm-hmm. for maybe what purpose? So I think that's kind of causing a little bit of the uh, backlash that we saw here in the, the, I call it the sleepy summer of 2018 in the real estate market. <laughs> wow. And I thought real estate was like really taking off. I mean, in the spring, it was kind of good, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was cranking pretty hot to start the year off. And mm-hmm. a lot of times that happens when there's a shortage of home inventory. Uh-huh. It means that, you know, there's not enough houses for the demand that people have. Right. So everyone's bidding warring on a house and you know multiple people are trying off to get after that same home and the price keeps jacking up because people are you know there's nothing to buy mm-hmm. um and then all of a sudden just seemed like uh, kind of like cooled down real fast in the the summertime i don't know maybe the economy's doing so well and people are making money everybody's mm-hmm. employed our unemployment rate is significantly low and um maybe people decided to take vacations this summer and um Instead of a sure sleepy is. summer, it was a vacation summer this yeah. year. And uh, I don't know, maybe that's what's going on around town. So what are the chances that the interest rates would ever go down from where they are now, Kelly? You know, it's something that we in the mortgage world always pray for because, you know, <laughs> we're, we're uh, interest rates kind of make our worlds go round. That's right. <laughs> um, but the, the things that are happening in our economy right now are, are really leading the Federal Reserve to thinking that they need to keep raising rates. Really? So unless there's something that's really significant that happens in the world, in the economy, um, wars and those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. those are really big factors that can strike a fear into an interest rate market that could possibly cause it to take a turn and go Mm -hmm. back down. Um, But all signs right now are pointing to this way, which isn't the good way for us, but uh, interest rates are trending higher. So... Um, if you're on the fence and you're still thinking about whether or not you should make a move, I encourage you to start talking to people, including myself, about uh, what you might be able to do today. So that, that brings me to my next question, because I know you are known as Loan Coach Kelly. So first of all, tell us why, and then I want to ask you about what people should do if they're thinking they might want to purchase now. Sure. Uh, so Loan Coach Kelly came around uh, initially when I was in college. It was my goal to uh, get my teaching credential, be a high school teacher, maybe counselor, and a high school coach. Um, I realized that uh, after a couple of years of college that um, the profession of teaching wasn't going to be very lucrative. And um, Mm -hmm. I found myself in a situation where I really wanted to start making some money. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I got into the mortgage business. Um, And after a couple of years of being in the business, um, my wife and I at the time had a child. Uh, My son grew up and started playing sports and I found myself in the mix of being a coach mm-hmm. and uh, everybody was calling me Coach Kelly, Coach Kelly, Coach <laughs> Kelly. And well, you know, I do loans for a living and I coach kids for fun. 
And uh, Lone Coach Kelly just kind of was a sticking point. <laughs> and uh, that kind of became my, my slogan. And now I use that coaching strategy to uh, help my, my homeowners and my prospective homeowners um, take a very educational kind of approach to strategizing how to take advantage of um, the ability that loans offer to buy homes mm -hmm. and uh, finance real estate. So kind of put the two, uh, my hobby of coaching kids and my profession and my lifestyle of doing loans and mesh the two of them together. And so now I do get to uh, coach clients. I love it. So how would you coach somebody who is, would be a first time home buyer and maybe they've been renting for a while and they've got some money saved, but how do you qualify? What do you need to do ahead of time to make sure you can get that loan? It's a good question. So what I try to talk to my consumers about and my clients that I'm working with that are trying to buy their first home is I tell them, hey, look, let's pretend we're bowling and we put up some bumper lanes. The left-hand lane is what your comfort zone is and what you think you can afford. Mm -hmm. That right-hand bumper lane is going to be what you actually can afford based on the eyes of the mortgage world. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you this bumper lane and I'm going to help you understand how your money works, how your taxes could be beneficial by homeownership, how your assets will create the various loan options that are available for you. And we're going to create a program that fits your goals. And once I create that lane and those two bumpers are up, you're going to know the price of homes that you might want to shop for and the price of homes that you can shop for. And so anywhere in between there, you're going to find a home that's going to be the right fit for you and your family. That sounds absolutely ideal. So tell me, what kinds of things are the lenders looking for? What do we need to try to do for ourselves so that we look good? There's really two components to lending. One, credit. Credit is very, very important. The higher your credit score, the better off you're going to be. Mm -hmm. um, there are loan programs out there with lower FICO scores, and you can qualify for some of them, but they're going to be higher interest rates. They're going to be less ad advantageous. There's going to be fewer options. So really focus on having good credit, establish trade lines, have multiple credit cards, use them wisely. Don't overspend, mm -hmm. spend what you can afford and pay them off religiously. And when you do that, every single month, your credit is going to have positive effects. So number one, good credit. Number two, you got to prove that you can afford to make the payment. We call it the ability to repay your debt, ATR. Mm -hmm. You got to make, we got to make sure that you actually on paper can afford this home. And so on paper, we're going to look at W-2s, tax returns, and paycheck stubs. And what you report to the IRS that you earn is what we can use to help you qualify for a mortgage. So those are the two key components to buying a house. And then the third, maybe kind of ancillary, is how much money you have for a down payment. Because there are some very low down payment programs out there with as little as 3% down for first-time homebuyers. Wow. So lots of options available. And if you are a veteran, a military member of San Diego County, you can get a home with no money down. So really? you don't even have to have a savings account built up. And the loan programs are very, very flexible for our military families. Oh, I'm delighted to hear that for a lot of reasons, because military men don't make a lot of money. For sure. And uh, so it's good to hear they're getting a break somewhere. Yeah. I have been told that when you have a credit card, you know, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of how they base your, your credit score, but I have been told you'd never want to use more than half of the amount of credit that you have on that card. Is that true? Yeah, I'd say, in fact, if you really want to be 
very creative and using your credit wisely, mm -hmm. you'd want to stay below 40% usage. Oh, okay. Yep, your credit Good. limit, wow. if your credit limit's a thousand, don't spend more than 400 every billing cycle. That is such good advice. And Kelly, if they want to reach you out there and, and find out where they stand for getting a loan, how do they find you? You can find me at loancoachkelly.com or you can reach me at 619-784-9695. Visit my website, loancoachkelly.com and you can get a little bit more information about me and the programs I can help you out with. And I can tell you from knowing this man firsthand, he is a man of integrity. He's smart. He really cares about the people that he serves and that he works with. And I am delighted that I know Kelly Klein. And I suggest if you're at all thinking about purchasing, do it now because Kelly says the interest loans or interest points are not going down likely. And, and this is a man who could really help you to take that step you've dreamed of taking. So thank you again, Kelly, for being with us today. Thank you, Paul. Giving some great information to our listeners. Pleasure to be a part of your show today. And we'll be right back with John Nastav, author of In Thy Mother's Honor. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Jack Gutman survived World War II and then returned home to the hardest fight of his life with PTSD and alcoholism. Now at age 93, he's a businessman and comedian, sharing his message of recovery and hope in his new book, One Veteran's Journey to Heal the Wounds of War. Helping our heroes and anyone who has experienced PTSD find happiness again. Get Jack Gutman's new book, One Veteran's Journey to Heal the Wounds of War at Amazon.com or to order a signed copy, call 714-525-4954. For those looking to improve their lives, there's nobody better to turn to than Paula Shaw. Paula helps people regain successful lives by identifying and eliminating self-sabotaging behavior using a multitude of mind-body techniques to identify and resolve their core issues. Working with a wide variety of healing modalities, she provides her clients with the most effective process for their specific needs. To book a session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858-480-9234. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome back to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. So we're talking today about being contagious and courageous. And under the heading of courageous is my next guest, John Nastav, who, as I mentioned to you earlier in the show, is a veteran who served three tours in Vietnam, and he has written a book called In Thy Mother's Honor. He is a Marine, and I'm saying he is a Marine, even though he's retired now. I, I In my family, there were three generations of Marines, so I know once a Marine, always a Marine. Right, John? Correct. <laughs> Marina right. until the day I die. <laughs> That's right. Semper Fi. <laughs> All right, John, welcome. I'm so delighted to, to have you here with me today. Um, first of all, I want to explain to everybody that your book title is In Thy Mother's Honor, and the author is listed as I, letter I, letter M, 
waiting. So I want to ask you two things right off the bat. Why the title, In Thy Mother's Honor? And then tell us about your pen name, I Am Waiting. Uh, the book name was uh, was my, again, my thought, and it was because of partially what the book is about. In Thy Mother's Honor is uh, prior to my going to Vietnam, my uh, as my father died, my mother happened to be eight months pregnant, and as she got the news of my father's death from call from work, she fell on her belly, killed the baby. Oh. So she lost her husband and the baby in that same moment. Oh, my God. So two months later, I came home. Um, well, I came home for the funeral, but uh, two months later, I came home knocking on the door to tell her I was leaving in three days from Vietnam. She broke into tears telling me, you can't go. You just can't go. I lost my husband, my daughter. Hmm. And I says, and she says, if she ever heard that I was hurt or injured, it would kill her. So I told her she would never hear that the Vietnamese of Vietnam uh, would ever kill or hurt me. She would never hear about that. Well, while in Vietnam, I was injured multiple times. And I refused treatment at each time of my injuries, different types of injuries. And these injuries are detailed in the book very well. And um, so by refusing the treatment from the corpsman and or doctor at the time, uh, no one would ever go to my mother's door and knock on the door and let her know what happened to me. So I served my three tours, was injured multiple times, came home. My mother never knew that I was injured, so I kept my promise. So it was in thy mother's honor is what that was about. Oh, my goodness. That's just beautiful. Wow, you're clearly a man who keeps his word. I felt when I got home that I kept my word to my mother. I kept Mm. my promise. She would never hear. Even though the rest of her life that she was here on earth, she asked me multiple times, now tell me what really happened. And I would always just say to her, look, Mom, two arms, two legs, I'm here talking to you. She had never seen me with my shirt off, clothes off, the scars on my body. I still have shrapnel on my hip. Mm. Um, And that's just, again, I honored what I did, what I promised her. I wanted to make sure she didn't die from another death of hearing or injury. The title of I Am Waiting of... After my mother passed and I had a family myself and then grandchildren, as my grandchildren found to learn that I was injured, they asked to see my Purple Hearts. Well, I had nothing to show them, and they asked why. I said, well, because I turned my care down in Vietnam at that time, and so it's not fully recorded. It's recorded I was injured, but I turned my care down, so I don't go on the list to get the Purple Heart. So since 2007, I have been trying to chase my Purple Hearts down. And I have filled out every bit of paperwork that the veterans have asked three to four times over. Every requirement they have asked for uh, is filled out. I should say there was one requirement that I did. I mean, I got letters from other Marines saying they were aware of my injuries. They knew about the injuries. Uh, Hospitals showing the shrapnel and the, you know, x-rays and MRIs showing the shrapnel in my body. Um, Doctors from the VA hospitals verifying that my wounds and injuries because of the calcification on my bones and those surgeries I've had are 40 to 50 years old, so they're related to Vietnam. Everything, the one other item they asked for out of 10 or 11 is they need uh, a letter from the my officer in charge. Well, I was in charge of what's called a reactionary squad. I had 44 Marines under me as a corporal. Mm-hmm. That's an E-4. Two weeks after I was 
got to Vietnam, the lieutenant who was in charge of the squad was killed. I was the next senior person in command as a corporal, an NCO, they call you a non-commissioned officer. I was never replaced for my three tours there. I was in charge. So the whole time I was there, I was the officer, non-commissioned officer, but that is still a title of an E-4. So I am telling them they never replaced me with an officer or he would have been there during all my actions, firefights, incursions, uh, and everything we went through, all the different battles I tried to describe, um, night ambushes, day ambushes, what happened, uh, the mortar attacks, uh, artillery, everything and everything is listed in the book in detail. Mm. So I was that officer. So I am telling you, and you got verification from other Marines, and you got verifications from x-rays and everything. And they still have been battling me since 27, 2007. I'm still fighting to get my Purple Hearts back. Mm -hmm. And also I found out in recouping the records from the military, while I was there, there is a, on December 1st, uh, 1967, I was promoted to E-5 sergeant. So I'm also asking for that rank. I want my rank back. I want that next promotion. Even though I'm out of the military, I was awarded it. I want it. I earned that rank. Mm -hmm. I got these Purple Hearts. I refused that treatment, not because I wasn't injured. My scars all over my body, metal in my body. It was because I didn't want my mother to die. There was a reason for it. Mm. And they were made aware of all that, and they've been made aware of all that. I mean, the corpsmen at that time were told, the one doctor I seen, he was told, you can't treat me, and this is why. And and they knew. They said, yes, if we touch you, someone's going to your mother's door. So they respected it in Vietnam, and now it's not being respected afterwards. So I was also promoted, and I'm trying to chase that promotion. And is, um, is I'm gonna, the book? I'm going to get off topic here a little bit to get to this, why I chose this author's name here. Um, I, since May 4th of 2012 through this January 8th of this year, I've had nine surgeries related to Vietnam, three for Agent Orange cancers, oh. and the rest rebuilding parts of my body from the old injuries. My back has been totally rebuilt. My neck has been, I've got new discs, plates, bolts, rods. Uh, my, they just replaced my whole left shoulder, all metal inside. And again, each of these injuries are related and spelled out in the book. Um, so a reader can find out and get in-depth information. But I was out of town visiting my one set of children. My daughter is on a long grandchildren in California, L.A. area. And I had to go to the hospital for a heart condition. Her VA card says go to the closest hospital on emergency. Mm-hmm. When I got to that hospital, they ran tests on me for a day and a half to tell me if I didn't have immediate heart surgery, I'd be dead in five to ten days. Oh, my. I contacted the VA, tried contacting him, sent them what's called secure messaging, which the vets for the VA have. Called them. The hospital, a Cedar Sinai Hospital in California, called them, left recorded messages, all are on record. And uh, they never called back oh, to no. give the authorization. But we called, and they finally says, We can't wait anymore. You will be a dead man if we don't operate. And they gave me 20% chance of surviving the five surgeries I had to have. I had a 12 and a half hour surgery, seven hour break, and then seven and a half more hour surgery. Oh. And I was fortunate, lucky, and I am. I beat the 20% odds, and I'm still living today. What this is about is that bill for all my intensive care after and all those surgeries and all those surgeons is $1,789,000. Oh, my God. I have hanging over my head. Oh, John. Because the VA has not paid this bill. Mm. And, and 
Is the book helping you to get some attention from these people? Uh, to date, no. The book sales, I mean, the book just came out to the market this ah, uh, late, I see. late February. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to market a book. I tried some ads. I tried uh, sending books to corporations. I tried sending books to sports teams, asking them to help publicize it. I can get into that if you, if you don't mind in a second. But um, the I Am Waiting came at the, at the end of the closing of my book. I said to the veterans and to the Marine Corps, I am waiting for my Purple Hearts. I am waiting for my sergeant's promotion. And I am waiting for my medical bill to be paid. And I thought that would be a great pen name for the book. It and that's why that is. Oh, my God. And it makes up. total sense. And, and John, um, before we run out of time, because we've only got a short segment, would you give, and may I say, anybody listening to this interview, if you know of some way to help John get what is due to him from, is it from the Marine Corps or from the VA that you want from him? The, it's from the VA, but the VA, the Marines have to be involved. I see. Because so need help. the Marines, and I was in the Marines when I was injured. Okay. And every, again, every form has been filled over and over again, signed, verification letters, copies, x-rays. And it basically comes down to what I've been told is I'm going to need an attorney who has that, which I naturally can't afford to fight that, or a connection in the government uh. who could walk in there and say, hey, knock the crap off. This guy, you got the records, he got them, put hassle on the guy. Yes. You know, every time I get a rejection, I relive all these injuries, relive all this. And John, be, before we run out of time, please give your contact information. Well, I know they can buy your book on Amazon. Um, is there a way to reach you or uh, or the publisher if they might want to try to help you? Or is there an email address they could reach you at? I'm on Facebook oh, under good. the book's name, In Thy Mother's Honor. Okay, great. Facebook, In Thy Mother's Honor. Mother's Honor. I am on LinkedIn under the author's name, I Am Waiting. Okay, good. On LinkedIn as well, on I Am Waiting. And I'm and afraid we are... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Was there one other contact method? No, I, it was just there's a there's a YouTube video to watch, but that doesn't oh. there's no way to contact me at that. All right, so Facebook uh, under In Thy Mother's Honor and LinkedIn under I Am Waiting, and I'm afraid, John, we are out of time. I want to thank everybody for being with us today. Look for us on every podcast platform and here on AM 1170, The Answer, Sunday evenings at nine o'clock, and we will see you next week. Thank you so much, John. I really hope somebody who hears this show will seek you out and help. Thank you, Paula, and thank all the listeners for their time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you all for being with us. Thanks for listening to Change It Up with Life Transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw. Join the Change It Up movement with Paula Shaw as we explore topics that inspire, welcome change, and create a new kind of conversation. To learn more about Paula, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities, visit changeitupradio.com. Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Change, change. Do you get a change?